Hey, I'm Rachel from Enlighten, and I'm all about creating a community where wedding entrepreneurs can come together to learn, grow, and have fun. Join me on this podcast as we look at everything that comes after social media, how to turn those DMs and wedding inquiries into real money in your bank account, which means you can live your best life and continue following your dreams. I love a podcast that gets straight into it. I've got my wine poured. So let's do this. Okay, if you've ever been to our studio in Surrey Hills in Sydney, you'd know that all of our couples always get a glass of sparkling champagne on arrival. So I thought I would have a nice glass of Jans today. I think it's not really about drinking it. It's more about the act of receiving it when you walk in the door. Weddings and getting married is such a celebration. It's it's nice to remember that with our couples. So... In previous episodes, we've talked about the importance of sales. And for many of us, converting inquiries to a booking requires an in-person consultation, whether you call that a meeting, interview, whatever. Now today, that could be either on Zoom or actually physically in person. Whichever way it might be, the process I'll be sharing with you today works. So if booking clients in person is what you do, you're in the right place for the next 20 minutes. That's all it's going to take to make a massive difference to your business. Do you find some client consultations or meetings go better than others? And when they take up so much time, often outside of business hours, we don't want to waste that time. So what is the formula or schedule or system for an in-person meeting that converts? And how do we gently direct our clients to ensure they follow that schedule? Today might feel a little bit counterintuitive. It was definitely something I was doing wrong for a really long time and making this one change hugely impacted the effectiveness of our in-person meetings, which in turn impacted our sales, which in turn impacted our profitability and my happiness and therefore my husband's happiness because if I'm happy, he's happy, let's be honest. (laughs) I think by nature, I'm a people pleaser. And like I continually say, sales is all about serving. Being here to serve comes very naturally to me, but I think I was taking this maybe just one step too far. So what I would do is I would sit down with our potential couple and I would start by asking them about their plans for the day. Now that part's all good. That's good up to there. But then I would let them influence or control the meeting. I would ask them what they would like to see, which venue they had chosen. And if you can visualize this, I always have my couple sitting on a couch, marble coffee table right in front of them, and then a big TV screen on the wall over the other side, and myself seated off to their left with a keyboard across my knees. And I would then be acting like a dancing monkey, trying to play a game of guess the picture that's in their head as I launched folder after folder, searching for images that matched the style that they wanted to see. Or worse still, if I found a photo of their church or their reception, their next question would be, do you have a shot from the other side of the room? And then suddenly if I didn't have the shot they wanted to see, for whatever reason, who knows, maybe the photo booth was there or something, suddenly I had disappointed them because I didn't have that photo that they wanted to see for planning purposes, completely unrelated to whether or not we were the right photographer for their wedding. Now, look, to be honest, sometimes that system worked and I found a shot that they liked and they booked But how great would it be if I could consistently have a successful meeting every time? Then weirdly, I actually needed to purchase a really good bottle of wine as a gift. Now, if I was doing my usual cheeky midweek stop off for a quick bottle of red, look, Dan Murphy's is my go-to. I love the place. It's got everything there. You kind of stick to what you know or you grab whatever's on special and cheapest that day. But on this day, I was buying a bottle as a Christmas present for an awesome team member. And I wanted to get them something unique and really special that showed them how much I valued them. So I went to this boutique seller near our studio. And when I walked in and started chatting to the salesperson, we started in the same way that you'd expect. 
is there, is there something that you're looking for today? I said, yes, I'd like a nice bottle of red wine as a gift. You know, maybe something bold and strong. But then rather than just pandering to me and only showing me what I wanted to see, he used his skill, his knowledge and his expertise to show me more options than what I'd originally expected. Suddenly, rather than showing me red wines, we were down in the whiskey section and we were looking at 12-year-old single malt whiskies and a range of varieties that I had never heard of and I had never even thought about purchasing. He was telling me all about, you know, the barrels that they were aged in and all these sorts of things. Now, not only was I keen to purchase the whiskey, I was bursting to tell my team member all about my new knowledge that I was so proud of, why I had chosen this whiskey because I thought they would enjoy a spicy taste rather than a fruity taste and that it aged in a particular type of oak barrel that I've now forgotten the name of. But the main point is I followed this person's recommendation because I considered them to be an expert rather than just someone who worked in a shop or someone who just sold wine. I really felt that he knew what he was talking about and he was an expert. And this was a really big aha moment for me. In a lot of ways, Dan Murphy's wine selection is kind of like the internet for our brides. Look, let's be honest, everything is there. There's not much that they can't just order online and just do themselves. So we need to position ourselves as the experts and guide them through what we want them to know, what we've learned, what we're good at, what we know will make a great wedding day, what we know will make a memorable shot, or what we know will create an amazing experience for their guests. They've seen your work online. They have come to you for your knowledge and expertise. It's now up to you to guide them through the process to ensure they receive the best level of service and best quality possible. Not for them to dictate the terms of what happens in your meeting. So the main thing is that there's a difference between us and the internet. The internet will give the same information to every person that uses the same search term, but an expert like us will personalise the information to suit the needs of our client. So it's still important to start with the information gathering, but then you guide the process from there, not try to match whatever their most recent saved item was from Instagram. You are the expert. Serve them by giving them your knowledge, not by copying whatever they show you. So for us in our studio, I work as a client manager and I always work with my photographer. So we tend to have a client manager and photographer relationship where I'll do the first part, they come in with their expertise and then I'll close. However, the same system works whether you do it in that relationship or you're doing it all yourself as a one-man band. So there are three stages of a great in-person sales experience. The first is setting up and learning. The second, educating and creating emotion. And the third is the close. So today I'm going to give you an overview of each section, but if you want to learn more deeply about each section, I'll be covering selling with emotion and closing the sale in some upcoming eps. Plus you can always jump on my website and register to learn with me in whatever way suits you best, whether it's a small group that keeps you motivated and accountable or one-on-one with me to write scripts and processes for your specific business. We've got a range of options on there so that your sales keep heading in the right direction as quickly as possible right now. Okay, so in the first section, the set up and learn. This is where we start by building rapport and yes, learning about our couples. But we want to know more than just what they've saved on Instagram. I want to hear how they would describe their wedding experience so that I can tailor but not change what I show them. 
So rather than just asking which venue have you chosen, I'm also going to ask, how did you choose that venue? Suddenly, I'm getting really valuable information about not only what is important to them, but also how they like to be sold to, how they make a purchasing decision. Are they people who like to feel something before they choose to purchase it? Are they visual people who like to see it before they can make a decision? Now, this is quite an in-depth area and one that I covered in detail at the Kickstart 2020 program that I ran at the Sydney Opera House at the start of the year. Wow, it was so fantastic to do that before everything went downhill. And it is something that I'll cover more in depth when you do future training with me. But the main thing to take out of it is to also ask some open-ended questions. Ask them how they would describe what they're looking for in general for their day. Something more casual, relaxed and fun or something more formal. And whether you are doing car hire, a DJ, MC, celebrant, all these questions still work exactly the same. How would you describe the feeling of your day so that we can get a feeling for the day? And listening out for the words that they use to describe their day will also let us know what words we can use to describe it back to them. I also take this chance to outline how the meeting or session is going to progress. I used to get this a lot that people would stop mid-sentence and they'd be like, how much does that cost? How much does that cost? Okay, so if we just set it up up front and let them know that at the end of the meeting, we're going to go through the packages. So we outline up front how the meeting is going to progress. First of all, I'm going to show you a slideshow. Then I'm going to introduce your photographer. Then we're going to take you through all the package inclusions and then we can move forward from there. For us personally at Enlighten, we send all of our couples the pricing information out in advance. So I also confirm that they received it in advance. So they've already got an idea. They're qualified. Tonight is all about focusing on what makes us special and making sure that we're the right person for them. So just to recap, step one, we're going to build rapport, learn about what they're looking for on their wedding day and set up how the meeting is going to progress over the course of the night. Okay, so stage two is educating and creating emotion. And in this second stage, we're going to be showing them prepared examples of our work and use a little hack that I love. You've heard of show and tell. Well, this is what I call tell and show. We want them to understand our why and how it matches their why. For many people, once we start showing them something shiny and exciting, pretty flowers, beautiful dress, they stop listening with their ears. So while you have their ear attention... Explain and educate why you are about to show them what you are showing them, what you were trying to achieve when you took this shot, how this matches what they're trying to achieve. Explain and educate, then show the item. When they see the item, they will then appreciate all the details you explained rather than making their own snap judgment based on their preconceived ideas. I know it's a little bit of a different way, but it's kind of a bit like the first time you read Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code. And if you've had this experience and you've read the book, watched the movie, you'll know exactly what I mean. We've all seen the painting of The Last Supper with Jesus and the Apostles. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. But that moment when you suddenly see an image in a completely new way because a detail that was always there has now been pointed out to you. We want to give them that moment where the couple knows the backstory and the why and then feels the photo, sees your product and appreciates it through what you're telling them to look for. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, look, this can't be done with what I do. You know, this just won't work with my industry. Okay, I'm going to give you an example of like a wedding DJ. Let's go with that. So if you're a wedding DJ, you're actually selling the promise that you're going to create a fun, upbeat atmosphere for all the guests. You're not actually just selling music. What you can do is you can talk about the importance of getting guests up on the dance floor and what you're looking for when you're reading the room to see what music is working. 
Are you not just watching the dance floor maybe? Are you looking at the whole room to see how many people are bopping in their seats, ready to get up when the next banger drops so you know what stage and when to put the next big song on? Then you can show a wedding video snippet that demonstrates this point. And it's really easy to get clips and photos from other suppliers in the industry and let them see for themselves how you made the energy and the people merge and move to the dance floor. Tell them what's important and why. Then show. Tell and show. The power of this technique is undeniable. Okay, and now finally, the clothes. And I've actually already started doing it. I'm going to go into a little bit more detail in a future episode about overcoming objections and closing, but I'm just going to give you two points here to think about for now. Okay, the first that I've already started doing is thinking about what are your most likely objections going to be? I reckon we could probably guess about 95% of the reasons why someone would not choose us. Price is too high. I've got a cousin who could do it for free. I've still got three other people to go see. Oh, that one drives me nuts. <laughs> okay, so think about what your most common objections are and then overcome them before they've been asked. Now, you'll notice about a minute ago I said, are you feeling like this technique won't work for you? And then I gave an example and told a story of how a wedding DJ would do it. So to close the sale on the spot, overcome any objections that they might have before they've been asked. Now, telling a story is a great way to do this. Oh, so for example, you've seen us on Instagram. That's fantastic. So many of our couples do their research online these days. It's such a great way to see a huge variety of work from a lot of different businesses. And it helps our couples, you know, have a great idea of what's out there so they don't have to physically waste time and go around visiting lots of people. Most couples only come and see one place these days. So already I'm letting them know that it's normal to only come and visit one place and that most of our couples, you've seen it on Instagram, you know what else is out there. It's easy to move forward and make a decision. Okay, point two of closing is important for women especially, and it's all about using downwards tonality when you're giving your prices. Now, you can hear me doing the downwards tonality in my voice right now. It's actually something that a lot of women fall trapped to when you're kind of not sure of yourself. And so at the end of a sentence, you start to talk a little bit higher. But if you want to show that you are the expert and you know what you're talking about and that you are giving them a great package price, the best way to describe the price is by using a downwards inflection in your voice. So when you finish the sentence, you start to bring your voice down. So for example, you can hear the difference if I say the price is 500 or the price is 500. One sounds like I'm not sure of myself and the other one shows that I'm an expert and I actually know what I'm talking about. So when we're doing the close, we try and overcome as many objections as we can throughout the course of the whole meeting. And then when it comes time to giving the prices at the end, we let them know with authority that this is the price. We can always deal and negotiate, obviously in the wedding industry, so many people, you don't need to negotiate and that's a fine thing to do. One other little tip that I'd also like to share is when you are trying to ask at the end, would you like to book? That can be quite a high involvement question. It's something that can be a little bit scary to answer for the couple. So again, just like we did with the inquiry stage, we're going to let them know that the best next step from here, that phrase, the best next step from here. So rather than would you like to book? The best next step from here is to confirm your photographer and the date so that that way you don't miss out on your photographer. You can always decide which package inclusion you want to go with later because I've given them all to you today. But the best next step from here is to confirm your photographer and the date. Would you prefer to pop the deposit on card or via bank transfer? And again, it's same system as earlier. The best next step from here and then finish with a closed-ended question. Now, many people will then say, oh, we're still not sure we're deciding. But rather than scaring off those that are on the edge, we're now saying, okay, look, everyone knows the best next step from here is to confirm the date. And that gives them the confidence to know that they're doing the right thing and taking the best step forward. 
Okay, so that was a lot to take in in an in-person meeting. I love doing in-person meetings. I feel like I really connect with our couples. I love seeing which photos they react to and it really gives me a great idea of what's going on in the industry and what brides are looking for at the moment. So I hope you found today's podcast really useful. If you are finding these episodes useful, I would really love you to share them with other people in the industry. Thank you so much for your support and I look forward to creating the next podcast for you soon. 